You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you here. I hope that you have all enjoyed your spring term. Here we come towards the end of the journey. Summer is right ahead. Not really sure why I just randomly break into song, but for those of you who are getting ready to slap yourself straight into summer, I would like to encourage you to go back and listen to episode 136, Enjoy the Summer, where I really dive into this idea of making sure you do something memorable, something that matters to you. It could be going to an internship. It could be getting a summer job to save up money so you don't have to work so hard next fall. It could be going on a really awesome vacation with the family, backpacking through Europe. It could be anything you want it to be. Just be mindful of what you're choosing for it to be. The worst case that you could possibly think of, well, there's a lot of worst case scenarios on this, but certainly just sleeping it away and humdrumming it through. That's one way, you know, and I certainly remember many a summer and when you spend 12 years in college, you're going to have lots of summers where there would be the working a lot at the TGI Fridays and, you know, going down to Ginny Springs and swimming around with the friends and enjoying that. Um, but there was also just a lot of times where it's just, it was just work and hanging out at the apartment and playing video games and, not very memorable. I and mean, I want you to really step into a memorable summer. So go back and listen to episode 136 for those of you who are listening to this, uh, you know, linearly, like you are currently caught up. And for those of you who just happen to be listening to this back in the show archives, then, you know, just keep in mind that you want to be creating memories for yourself as life will go by quickly. And before you know it, you're going to be yearning for those times where you got to, you know, have a summer off. Unless you're going into teaching, then you will also still have summers off. You just now have to deal with other children's kids and perhaps kids just like you were when you were a child. <laughs> so the topic for today's show is going to be about calibrating on your behavior. When we discuss this within neuro-linguistic programming, it's this idea that change is based on the calibration of behavior. Like, How do you know if you're changing? How do you know if you're growing, if you're evolving, if you're doing things differently? You base it upon the calibration of your behavior. The most important information about a person is that person's behavior, that person's actions, because they can say a lot of things. People can say a lot of things, but actions do speak louder than words. No matter what somebody says, what they do in that moment is a very strong indication to you about their intentions, about their um, level of attention and intention in that moment. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a, a good indication of how much they love you or care about you, but because that's an overall generalization of their, of their, let's just say, wide scope of how they feel about you or the situation. But in that moment, when you calibrate on behavior, you very much are able to get a, a glimpse into what it is they're experiencing 
around you, with you, and in that environment at that time. Because the reason I really want to hunker down on this as we move into summer is that you can say whatever you're going to say about what you're going to do with your summer, and you can have all the amazing intentions possible. But what you actually do, your actual behaviors, will very distinctly let you know what it is you're trying to accomplish or not accomplish, what it is your agenda is, and what it is you're actually accomplishing. Because we can have the greatest intentions and then never really fulfill them because we're not monitoring our day-to-day behaviors. It's interesting, I read a quote one time that we often judge ourselves by our intentions, but we judge others by their actions. And what that means to me is that I might have the greatest intention in the world of, let's say, getting up early and going to the gym. And then when I don't, I can be like, well, I was really tired. But my intention was to go to the gym, but I was just too tired to go that day. I stayed up too late. I was working on this or watching TikTok on that. And it's just, you know, tomorrow I'll do it. So I won't judge myself so harshly because I told myself I would go, but I made up an excuse for why I couldn't. My intention was to go, but my action was not going. But because the human mind isn't trying to make an enemy of itself, it will do some mental gymnastics to alleviate any kind of guilt, mostly, around the not going to the gym. Well, my intention was there. Like, their intentions were pure. It doesn't really matter if your intentions are pure or if your intention was to go. You didn't go. And you can say, well, their intentions, you know, for giving me that gift were pure and of love, but that's not how I received it. It doesn't matter how their intentions, what their intentions were. It matters how I perceived the action. When we judge other people based on their behaviors and their actions, right, we're not taking into account what their intention possibly could have been. And People don't do things against them. They do them for themselves. People are looking to fulfill their six human needs every second of every single day. Certainty, variety, connection, significance, contribution, and growth. These are the six human needs that a person is seeking to fulfill. And how we go about fulfilling them is often unconscious. So we're making these decisions without necessarily being fully aware of the underlying motivation. We might go for food because we're hungry, but why are we going for certain foods? This is where comfort foods have been popularized, right? We can we can say, oh, well, you know, I don't feel very well, so I just want grilled cheese and chicken noodle soup because that's what my mom used to feed me. That's the conscious understanding of it. But what is the sub and unconscious understanding of it? There's a smell, there's a taste, there's the safety and the security and the nurturing that possibly came from that. And all of these things can be the undercurrent for craving that comfort food. When we go into this idea, and we've talked about the six human needs before, that no one's doing anything against you, they're doing it for themselves. But that's when we go to calibrate other people's behavior, we can understand through the lens of the six human needs that people are making the decisions that they are in order to fulfill their needs. When you're calibrating on their behavior, rather than questioning, how was this behavior supposed to benefit me? You can instead be more aware of how that behavior was going to benefit them. 
because that's ultimately why they chose that behavior. Even something as loving as giving, you know, your partner flowers or a back massage, there's still the, something's coming out of it for them. It could be the, the love that they get back whenever they do the back massage or the kiss that they get when they give the flowers or the thanks and the adoration that they receive when they make the dinner. There's a desire within you that is fueling all of your behaviors. When you calibrate yourself and you figure out what you're trying to achieve, where you're going with your life, where you're going with your school semester, where you're going with this summer, you can calibrate on your behavior what it is you're actually trying to do. Because you can have all the greatest intentions of the world to get a job and work really hard and save up a lot of money and you know read some books and stay in. And then if you're going out five nights a week and partying with your friends, your intention says one thing, but your behavior says a completely different other thing. And whether, regardless of whether your intention was to actually stay in and save money and work all the time, ultimately your actions were go out, party hard, and wake up every day hungover. Regardless of what your intentions are, your behavior is very blatantly saying what's important to you this summer. Having a good time and you know laughing and jamming out with friends versus what your intention was at the beginning of the summer. And people aren't their behaviors. Right, We can say you calibrate on the behavior, but the behavior is something that's in that moment. Right, The behavior could change in terms of context. Right, Laughing and yelling and screaming at a pool is one thing. Laughing and yelling and screaming you know, at a church or a funeral is a completely different thing. People aren't their behaviors because their behaviors are something that's happening in the moment. That person is much broader and bigger and grander than a, one particular behavior. We seek to accept people as this beautiful human being in front of us, understanding that their point of view, their model of the world is going to be unique to them, and it's not going to be the same as ours. So we want to accept people for who they are. And if their behavior is in some way grinding or appalling or you know undesirable to us, we can seek to coach and nurture and foster a relationship with that person where they begin to calibrate on their own behavior and internally motivate themselves to change said behavior in favor of something more beneficial to themselves. And then we could recoup the benefit of this new amazing behavior, but we cannot make somebody change. We cannot force them to. They might change if threatened or given an ultimatum, like in a relationship. They might change for a little bit. But whether that change will stick if it's not internally motivated is very debatable. Will resentment or resistances or some kind of rejection occur down the line because they will feel like they changed for you and they didn't really want to change? Oftentimes we see this in relationships where someone will have an ultimatum laid at the front of their feet, change this behavior or lose me. And the person very well might change that behavior for a period of time. And then when they go off and the relationship ultimately ends anyways, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror with a bit of disdain because you changed who you were for somebody else and that still wasn't enough. This is how people in their 30s or 40s wake up as the kind of person who says, you either love me for who I am or you can F off. Because there is that teenage and 20-something time period where we think everybody's watching us and we're 
you know, we're watching us and there's this sort of, is everybody watching me? Do I have to worry about what people are thinking about me? And is my hair perfect and all my clothes match? That stuff might seem to take up an inordinate amount of your time now, but as you age, it's, you'll wake up one day and you, you've, you, I know you've heard it. You've, you've heard people in their forties and fifties be like, you, the older you get, the less you care about what people say about you or what they think about you or how they might be judging you. This is because those people, myself included, have changed a lot about ourselves over the years in order to appease somebody else just to have that not work. And at some point, you're just like, you know what? I am who I am. Love me or leave me. I would rather look at myself in the mirror and be happy with who's looking back than hoping you're happy with who you see today, but not really knowing if that's going to stick or not. And the beautiful thing about this is that you can step into this right now. And in many cases, there are people who can bypass that self-critical judgment stage in their teens and 20s and just embrace who they are and not necessarily care about what people think. But again, it's pretty rare to not have some point of your life where you're in your head worrying about what people might be thinking about you. They might be looking to calibrate on your behavior. They're going to be watching your behavior to see if it if it's going to you know be amenable to them, appease them, be beneficial to them. But if people are only judging your behavior based off of how it might benefit them, there's some serious conversations that need to be had about whether you even want to have that kind of person in your life who's only going to like you whenever you're behaving a certain way that appeases them. Because you're not your behaviors. You are you. And if one day you're not feeling so much up to the people pleasing, and generally somebody has taken advantage of your people pleasing, and they're like, oh, well, if you're not going to do this, I'm just going to go somewhere else, then don't let the door hit you in the ass. Because you're in charge of your mind. Therefore, you're in charge of your results. If your mind tells you you don't want to do something, then you can make the choice not to do it. And that can be your result. It doesn't mean you won't possibly get backlash from somebody else because they really wanted you to do something. Understand that there are circumstances to decisions. That's just inevitable for all decisions you make. Even something as simple as Cheetos or Doritos, there are still going to be repercussions. There's still going to be an outcome that comes from that. And other people are in charge of their mind, and therefore they're in charge of their results. If they don't want to do what you want to do because they have a different result in mind, then that's their right. It doesn't mean that you don't get to be mad. You can be mad if you want to be mad, but that's your choice to be mad. Or you can step into this world that you realize that they're making decisions based on what's good for them and what how to fulfill their needs, just like you're making decisions on how to fulfill your needs. When we can step into this beautiful frame of mind where everybody is doing the best they can with the resources they have available to them at the time. You are doing the best you can with what you know at the time. This I've heard this come into play a lot when it comes to politics. Somebody will vote for somebody. Two years later, it turns out that person probably didn't deserve their vote. But back two years ago, when you were making the decision to vote on that person, that seemed like a very logical choice. Two years later, after they make you know a series of decisions that no longer appeal to your values, now all of a sudden you look at that politician completely differently. This also happens in relationships. You meet someone, 
right? They seem to match up with you pretty well. But the more and more you get to know them, all of a sudden, just it's not as tasty. Just doesn't smell right. You can't maybe put a finger on what you're feeling, but you know something's not looking the way that you thought it would sound. It's okay to shift and and change and grow and decide that you were doing the best you could then with what you knew about that person then, and now you're doing the best you can now with what you know about that person now. This is why it's important to understand when it's time to end a relationship, it's time to end a relationship. You can do some mental gymnastics and try to convince yourself that it's it's for the best if you stay with them or you can allow them to convince you to stay. But if it's not your decision ultimately deep down to stay and you just feel like you're doing it so you don't hurt them or so you don't have to feel guilt or shame or being ostracized by the friend group that you share, you're not going to find that very appealing down the line. You're still going to feel an inkling inside of you to make a shift and make a change. You'll make decisions a million times over throughout your life. What you do in those moments where there's a fork in a road and whether you're choosing for yourself or choosing for somebody else, it's not necessarily a marker of being a good person or a bad person because even when you make a decision to be there for somebody else, it's still fulfilling something within you. You're still getting something from it. Even the person who donates money to a charity anonymously is getting something from it. Sure, maybe the rest of the world doesn't know that they donated that money to the charity, but they know. They get to feel good about themselves for that, or they get to relinquish some level of guilt they have for not giving enough when they were younger, whatever it might be. There is an internal motivator. When you calibrate on your behavior, That allows you to see how your actions are actually speaking louder than the intention of your words. That's how that whole saying really plays out. When your actions speak louder than your words, words are an intention. Actions are a behavior. That's what you're calibrating on. And when you can truly step into this beautiful ideal that you are not your behaviors, that you are this amazing, vast, infinite person, and that a behavior is something you're doing in the moment, then you realize that tomorrow you can choose a different behavior. Just because you chose something today does not mean you have to choose the same thing tomorrow. You will have different resources tomorrow. You have different knowledge available to you tomorrow. And so if you're doing the best you can today, so you're behaving a certain way today, But understanding that you will learn and grow and evolve so that tomorrow you might have a completely different set of behaviors that you want to adhere to. You can accept the version of you from yesterday as that's how you behaved yesterday. You can accept the version of yourself today as this is what I am doing today. And you can use your intentions to guide you into the future. But what you think you're going to do in the future is the intention. It isn't the behavior. The behavior you do today is what builds you towards that version of yourself tomorrow. You can have all the intentions in the world to study hard and get straight A's. But if five nights a week you're out partying with your friends and you're rolling into class hungover, good grades are going to be hard to come by. You are looking to create a life for yourself now that allows you to grow and evolve through learning and then applying that learning and evaluating what results you got from that application and then rinse, wash, repeat. You can choose different behaviors every single day because you're gathering new resources and new knowledge and new strategies every single day. 
And if you want to look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I really growing? And I'm really, am I really evolving? Am I learning all of this stuff and then applying it and evaluating it? Simply calibrate on your behavior. What did you do today? If you're not happy with your output, then shift the behaviors and add more resources. Give yourself new inputs and the output will change. You are not your behaviors. You are you. But you can absolutely calibrate on whether the intentions that you set are actually playing out in your real life by simply looking at your behaviors. When you say you don't want to drink so much, but yet you still find yourself at your favorite watering hole five nights a week, the intention of not drinking is not being followed up by the behavior of not drinking. You're saying a whole lot of words, but your body is acting very incongruently toward those words. As you gain more resources and realize that your point of view is not the only point of view, that everybody's point of view is valid because it's their point of view, you may not understand it. You definitely don't have to agree with it. And just because you listen to somebody spew toxic vial towards you or around you or with you does not mean you condone it. It simply means that's what that person's behavior is in this moment. People can sling racist epitaphs and people can, you know, be against social justice issues and rail against all of them. Does it mean they're a horrible person? Or does it just mean in that moment they felt a need of theirs to be fulfilled through that kind of behavior? What is the behavior trying to fulfill? Let's ask that person. What are you trying to fulfill for yourself right now? What are you getting out of you know, spewing this toxic vial at, at, towards all of these people? What is it you're looking for? What is it you're, you're looking, you're, you want to feel right now? When we don't know that information, then we're just simply calibrating on that behavior. And we can walk away saying that person's a horrible human being. But when we accept that people aren't their behaviors, that we accept the person and seek to help them change the behavior if it's toxic vile being spewed at minorities or any other kind of example that comes to mind for you, then we realize that there's actually a bridge that can be built rather than burned. And in this day and age, we are burning enough bridges. I say it's about time we get out our tools and actually be the change that we want to see in the world. Not just allow our words to set an intention of it, but actually allow our behaviors to accomplish it. As always, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release, and flow. As always, it's been an honor and a privilege. If you'd like to know how to be more involved with my wise mind, empowerment, and leadership tribe, if you would like to learn how to really step more into your highest sense of self, accomplish the goals you want to, stop negative self-talking yourself out of things that you desire in your life, jessemogul.com slash askme. Shoot me over uh, of that form. Let me know that you'd like to set up a call and we will figure out a way to get you moving towards exactly who you're meant to be. All right, my friends. See you next week. Bye-bye. 